Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today, Lord. We're thankful we can worship you. We pray that you would help each and every one of us with the difficulties of life with what we deal with and uh, Lord encourage us today through your word as you already have through the worship and through what Pastor Ernie has already said Lord we thank you for those encouraging words and music and through your word in Jesus name amen you know we're going to look at Luke chapter 22 and verse 49 and um, you know sometimes I I uh, I think about what I said the last week, and something will, will kind of hit me, and I'll, I'll, that will uh, kind of trigger off something for the next week. And I, I shared this to st- the, the survey statistic, whatever you want to call it, last week on, on something, and it really got to me when I was talking about the airlines. And if you were here, uh, I was reading a story on the airlines that was talking about uh, the outbursts, the anger, the pushing, the shoving, the fighting. And it went on to say there, there were a hundred incidents and I thought it was going to say for the first six months of the year, since the beginning of the year. And if you were here last week, I know uh, some of you were, some of you weren't. It, it actually said since the beginning of the year, well, there were 100 incidents in one week. 3,000 since the first of the year of some type of outburst or anger or something that took place. So I just want to speak a few minutes a day, and hopefully this will encourage you on where's this anger? Where's the anger headed? What's taking place? What's going on? And... You know, as we think about that, I was doing some more research, and I don't know if you saw this this week. Did you see the, the man in McDonald's, and he was getting a Happy Meal for his kids? The Happy Meal was wrong, and he just went crazy. And I thought, what is going on? And then all the things, you ever, you ever notice if someone doesn't agree with you, and I don't have a Twitter account? But if someone doesn't agree with you on Twitter or Facebook, you know, you're, I don't know if they defriend you on Facebook or on Twitter. I don't know what that is. But I know on Facebook, they, that's it, you know. And through the election, uh, I won't say whether who voted for who or whatever, but through the election, some parents weren't letting their grandparents see the grandkids because of who they were voting for. And I thought, man, what, what, what are we living in? And on top of that, and I wrote a couple things down here that have you seen. If you have not seen this, you need to go to what is happening. And I, and I believe that I need to inform. I believe I'm, I don't really look at myself as a theologian because I, I don't think I'm, I'm that intelligent. I look at myself more as a Bible research that tries, that researches that tries to inform you because some of you work so many hours and what's taking place. And have you seen what is happening 
in South Africa. You need to look at that today. If you had, not a hundred people, not a thousand. Literally, they're saying almost a million people are looting and protesting. And the, and this, in the city, the sidewalks are just full of everything that's been looted and trashed. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on and on. And the anger that we see taking place not even to go down this road of all the anger that's happening with all the shootings that we see. There was a young lady, and then we'll look to the word, there was a young lady, and uh, her and her, I, I don't know if you want to call it her boyfriend, first, went out on their first date, and I don't know what the reason was, but someone came in the movie theater and, and shot them both, if you saw that uh, on the news this week. And I thought, man, for... They really don't know, I think as of yesterday, what the reason for that was. What's happening? Uh, well, we don't know where the anger is going, where it's headed, but we can take God's word and, and help us in our own life. Because I think all of us, here's what I'm getting at, all of us have this tendency that we, I believe that we've never gotten to this place that where we are today, to where we feel this, this buildup within us and and how do we how do we diffuse that well one of the examples that Jesus gives us about his disciples in the new testament is when he was on the way to the cross all the gospels talk about he's in the garden of gethsemane and the romans are coming to take him away judas betrays him the Romans are there to take him away. And all of a sudden, the anger comes up within not just one, because we know what Peter did, which we're going to read in just a minute. But the Bible tells us that all the disciples, all the disciples got angry. You say, Dallas, where, where, I don't see that. Where does it say that? Well, look at Luke chapter 22, verse 49 through 51. Jesus tells us here, when those around him, let me say this again, when those around him saw what was going to happen, notice now that Jesus was going to be taken away by the Romans. When the, those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, all the disciples said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? All the disciples said that. We forget it. it's not just Peter. They were angry. Now, we're going to get at this anger and why we're dealing with it and why they were angry. And one of them didn't control his anger. One of them struck the servant of the high priest, cut off his right ear, but Jesus answered and said, permit even this, and he touched his ear and healed him. We say, read verse 50 again. And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. The religious people of the day wanted him, Jesus arrested. Don't you think that that got back to the religious leader like, Wait a minute, you can't believe this miracle that took place. What happened? We were there, one of the disciples, Peter, which one of the other gospels tells us, took his sword out 
and cut the high priest's servant's ear off. Isn't it amazing that, that as, we, as we read that, you, you don't hear about that anywhere else. And you think, that was a miracle within itself. But yet we don't see that anywhere. We don't hear them talking about why. Because I believe they really knew who Jesus was and is today. And that was just another sign. And Jesus says, I have to be about my father's business. I have to go forward with this. Why did, let me, here's the question. Why did the disciples, all of them, why were they all angry? I believe it's because of this and where we are today. It's because of fear. When we see people acting the way they're acting in our society, doing what they're doing, and, and, and the volatility, and you don't know where to go now or what to do. You don't know who's, whether you're going to get gas or what's taking place. You don't know what's happening. Why are people so angry? Because there, there's not a finish line. There's not, it's over. They're not, every time we read the news, something else, is there going to be another lockdown? Is something else going to happen? And all of us, whether we realize it or not, are dealing with this. And what is the underlying issue? It's not anger, I believe. It's fear. When we get angry, it's, it's, it's we're fearful of what might happen. And Jesus tells us one of the things that we need to do is always, here it is, including myself, always look to him. That's the first thing. When we're at that place and we see that we're getting angry, know that it's in this time in which we're living in that it's fear, fear. But we have to go back to God's word again. And, and God tells us, including myself, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, of a sound mind. If we know and we're thinking and we're going to close with that verse in, in a little bit in the, in the, in towards the end of the New Testament of a sound mind, we have to know no matter, I, I mean, I do it, you do it, what we're thinking about and what we're thinking about creates more fear. And if we have more fear, eventually we have a short fuse. Jesus gives us this example to let us know that we need to keep our eyes on him and know that this power that we have is the love that comes from Jesus. He's in control. And no matter what we go through, he's going to help us. How's he going to do that? Well, let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 and verses 30 through 32. Not sure if I have all this on the screen or not, but if he, let me read it out loud. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 through 32. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Here's what Jesus tells us. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. What do we need to do then? How do things change in our life, in our relationships that are close to us, or with other people? 
How does that change no matter what's happened? Verse 32, this is how it happens. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, okay, but here's the key. Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven you. I don't know what someone else is going through. None of us do. But we have to be willing. If we forgive, there's an outcome to that. If we have that spirit of forgiveness, which is a tender heart, which is love, spirit, not a spirit of fear, but of love, love creates power and of a sound mind. So if we have that, that love, we realize that we're able to forgive. That anger goes away from us because we know, here's the key, we know how Christ, no matter what we've done, how Christ has forgiven us. And that's what we got to remember. It's real basic. It's real simple. Know that in your relationship, know that in people that you deal with, know that with even strangers that you don't know what's going on, that we don't judge them, that we're willing to forgive them, and as we forgive them, we know that something happens and our heart becomes tender because of the love of Christ. Because we remember, we know how we've been forgiven and we need to be continually forgiven. That's everybody else around us. If we just remember Jesus, what he told his disciples, look at me. I've got to do this. Let's look at one more verse that goes along with that. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3. We talk from time to time about the end times here in our church, and it was interesting when I was reading so many different things, and I think I shared this several months ago. 50 to 60% of churches in America do not talk on the end times. I, I don't know why but they don't. Now, we know our life is a vapor. We know what Jesus did was a purpose for eternity. And he told his disciples, don't get angry because you're afraid. Let me do what I have to do, and you will see the end result in your own life. What does Jesus tell us in the book of Revelation? The Lord spoke to me to close with this verse. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed is he who reads those, who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Maybe, just maybe, our willingness to forgive or to be forgiven. And to know we mess up and to know we do wrong and the other person the same way. And it creates a tenderness and we go forward. God's saying, where's the anger headed? It stops if we're willing through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
And we know that if someone is not fearful, they're not going to have that anger because they know that somehow, some way, when our eyes are on Jesus, God is going to work it out. And it takes that anger away and it takes that emotion away and it puts in it with us that love that we need to have towards others, no matter what goes on, no matter what takes place, no matter what we see. That God is in control. The Bible gives us two things in that, I believe, in that verse. When we hear the words, we keep those things. When we hear the words, he's talking about the book of Revelation, but if I can just kind of branch out a little bit, I believe he's talking about, as you and I know, all the word of God, that the encouragement that we receive when we read God's word or proverb or something out of the epistles or the gospels and how it encourages us, gives us hope, hope. Looking for the blessed hope, the Bible tells us, and the glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. The Bible tells us the second thing that we see. Not only do we receive a blessing when we read through, a lot of people don't want to to read about what's going to take place because I don't really understand all of it, but the Lord tells us that we're going to be blessed as we read it. Why is that? Because it makes us realize that our life is a vapor, We're here for a short amount of time. And Jesus tells us the very last book of the Bible, where we're at in this time, that the time is near. The time is near. I don't have to give you as I close all the different things that are going on. I've quoted some of them today. And you all, we all see them. We all see what's happening. And we know the time is near, even getting closer to a, to a cashless society. We all see that. So that being said today, as I close, I, I don't know what you're dealing with, what you're going through, but I know this, that, that whenever we get angry, know that, it, that it's, a, it's coming from somewhere, most, I would say most time, of fear and, and what our future holds instead of just saying, wait a minute, I see Jesus. I know he's going to work through this no matter what has happened. He's in control. I've got to keep my eyes on him. And knowing and knowing and knowing no matter what we face, the time is near. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today as Ben leads us in a closing worship song. If you're watching and you don't know Jesus is your Savior, I want you to know that Bible tells us who we are no matter what we've done. He's going to help us because what he told his disciples, I've got to do this. He died on the cross. He rose again. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, Jesus says, I'll forgive you and I'll help you. And I need help. You need help. We all need help. And the Bible says with a prayer that we ask Jesus into our heart for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Jesus says, if you believe who I am, the Son of God, and that I died on a cross for you, all you have to do is pray, Jesus, forgive me, a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all my sins. And he will. Fathers, we come to you today as Ben leads us in a 
an invitation that we always give, whether it's over the internet or it's here, that, Lord, that someone accept you as their Savior. Father, we'll give you the praise. We'll give you the glory for what you've done for us sinners saved by grace. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.